Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 044 imitation. Wake-up call 044 imitation. I'm your host, AJ, and this is the Faith for My Generation podcast. I'm thankful if this is your first time listening or if this is your 44th wake-up call and how many other episodes we have, 100-plus episodes on the Faith for My Generation podcast. I'm just thankful that you're here and that you're listening. And if you... uh If you've listened before, you know the routine. Let's go straight to the Word of God. The Word of God is the source of all truth. It guides our hearts, our minds, our life. I'm so thankful for God's Word. Ephesians 5, verse 1. This is our main text. This is our foundation scripture for today's wake-up call. Ephesians 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Ephesians 5.1, therefore be imitators of God as dear children. I want to read this in a couple different versions. I like using different versions when I'm trying to open up a passage. It kind of gives you a more full understanding. The Amplified Version reads this way, therefore be imitators of God, copy Him, and follow His example as well-beloved children imitate their father. The New Living Translation, it's more of a thought-for-thought translation. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are His dear children. And the NIV states it this way, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. We've got two main points in this scripture verse. One, we'll start with the second one. We'll, we'll use the last one first. You're a child of God. Every single one of these versions that we read of this same verse has that phrase in there. You're a dear child of God. You're a well-beloved child of God. You are His dearly loved child. You're a child of God. When you believe on Jesus... You're brought in by the spirit of adoption into the family of God. And though Jesus is the only begotten Son of God, born of a virgin by the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit, God does have many children that are brought in by adoption when we are born again by the Spirit of God into the family of God. And He is our Father, and we are His sons and daughters. You are a dear child of God. And in that illustration, in that reality that you're a child of God, the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writing to the church in Ephesus and to all Christians, including you and me here in the year 2022 at the time of this recording, the Spirit of the Lord saying to us, because you are God's child, act like Him. Do what He does imitate him. You know, I talk about her all the time, but of course, I'm a happily married husband, and I'm a father 
of one at this moment, at the time of this recording, a father of a precious little two-year-old daughter named Naomi. Some of y'all that uh, that know me personally, you know her as well. I have found this. Children will do what their parents do. In fact, you don't have to be a parent to realize that. You can be a child, and everyone is someone's child, right? Um, even if, you know, maybe your biological parents didn't raise you, more than likely I'm certain someone was there, a father figure, a mother figure, maybe adoptive parents, foster parents, someone, grandparents. They were there to rear you and teach you in the, the things that they knew best. And, you know, parents do the best they can. I've got a lot of grace for parents because now that I am one. But, you know, parents do what they know to do with what knowledge they have at that time. Don't be too tough on your parents. Um, I have a firm belief that, generally speaking, I understand there's exceptions to all rules, but most parents want the best for their children. And maybe they don't always do the best, but it's usually from a heart of desiring at least the best for their child. And maybe they don't have all the information, all the instruction, Maybe they don't know Jesus. And of course, if you and I are in the same situation, if we don't know Jesus, we can't do our best even if we want to, right? But I know this. Children, by nature, emulate, imitate, mimic, copy their parents. And this is actually something that sometimes we have to overcome. You know, if your parent has... A good habit, well, that's good, because hopefully you'll pick it up. And I'm sure you've picked up some good habits from your parents. But what if your parent has a bad habit? All right, let's tell on myself. I love chocolate. Like, I love chocolate. I have to keep chocolate out of the house, because if it's in the house, it's like my mission to eat chocolate. I can't just like buy chocolate chip cookies and they last all week. It's like they're there in the kitchen. And in the back of my mind, there's this voice, this chocolate devil. <laughs> there's cookies in the kitchen. Go eat them. No, I can't. No. Okay. And then the next thing I know, I'm in the kitchen eating cookies. <laughs> and it's not like, it's like, bro, AJ, just, just eat one. You don't have to eat six. Just eat one. But for some reason... So what I found that works best for me is just keep it out of the house unless it's time to eat cookies, then go get them, and we're chowing down. That's what I found that works for me. In fact, as I'm recording this, there is a little bit of a chocolate peanut butter Reese cake that my wife got for me for our 10-year anniversary. I'm literally thinking about it right now. <laughs> okay, I actually have a point to this, though. Guess what? Naomi loves chocolate. She's two years old. She, my wife nursed her for the first six, seven months of her life. Oh, gosh. When did she? Maybe she had like a fruit pouch. We, we, we would make her food like we would do. I say we. Laura made it. My wife made her food. Uh, broccoli, carrots, boil them, puree them then like freeze them and then would that way you could break out individual servings and warm it up and it's like broccoli mush or whatever. And Naomi still loves vegetables. I love vegetables. There you go. Another copy. 
So like the point I'm making is Nami has not had much experience with food in general. She's been alive for two years. The first year or so is like basically like being nursed and milk. Then we get into, you know, goop and puree <laughs> and applesauce. So like we only have like a history of like nine months of actual food. And she was a little late getting teeth. So much of that she couldn't like, it couldn't be food you have to chew. Just the other night she's finally eat, sitting down eating a pizza with us. Well, she loves chocolate. Why does she love chocolate? She was exposed to it because I had it and I loved it. And she saw it and she said, hmm, dad likes it. It must be good. So she tried it. And you know what? Of course it was good because it's chocolate. Okay, the point I'm making here is this. We pick up things. We pick up habits. We pick up ideas. We pick up thoughts. We pick up the way we speak, the way we talk, the way we walk from our parents. There's a picture from this past summer. My my wife snagged it. She snapped a, a photo of us. Naomi and I were in our swim clothes outside, and she has this big splash pad. And we were both looking off across the field at something. I don't know, maybe a dog across, you know, neighborhood dog walking uh, down the road or whatever. And we're both, not on purpose, we're just both standing exactly the same way. We both have our hands crossed and our arms crossed behind our backs we both like the way our knees bend the way we're just resting standing looking is exactly the same there's some things that you pick up just by the nature also by the dna of your parents you know your eye color your hair color um that comes down through your family but then there's also habits, accents, the way you talk, the words you use. You know, you find this out when you get married, right? When you get married, the little idiosyncrasies that you have, the little peculiarities, things that are peculiar, those little things that you've never noticed, your spouse quickly notices them. And they're like, why do you do that? And you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, you're... You know, why do you do the, why do you squeeze the toothpaste from in the middle? You're supposed to roll it up from the end. I don't know. And then you find out, oh, it's just how I always did it when I was at home with my family. In the same way, those are all a couple natural examples. You're probably chuckling, laughing, thinking, yep, I do this or that. Just like it is true naturally in that way, it is true spiritually. You are a child of God, meaning that you should act in the ways that God acts. You should speak like God speaks. You have His nature. You should walk in His ways. His grace is on you, and the same Spirit in Him is in you. Because you're a child of God. Ephesians 5.1, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Be an imitator. Now notice, I, I wrote down six different things that I want us to see here. You should act like God. You should act like God. If you keep reading in Ephesians 5, it says verse 2, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. And offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But look at this, John chapter 14. 
Man, this is a powerful verse right here. John chapter 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Jesus is saying, the same works that I've done, which Jesus says in the book of John, I only say what I hear my Father say. I only do what I see my Father do. Jesus was imitating God the Father while he had his earthly ministry. And you and I imitate God the Father. Because Jesus says, John 14, 12, you and I are to do the same works. The works that I do, he will do also. Who? The person that believes in Jesus. And even greater measure of those works will be done in you. You and I should do what God does. The works that we work should be the works of God. That's just natural, isn't it? Because the only alternative is the works of Satan. But why would we imitate Satan? He's not our father. We've been brought out of the family of Satan. Though when we were dead in sin, we were children of disobedience. We are children of disobedience no longer. Do the works of God because you're a child of God. Look at this, Isaiah 59, 21. You should have the words of your father in your mouth. Isaiah 59, verse 21. Isaiah 59, verse 21 says this. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them, my spirit who is upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. Because you're a child of God, you speak God's words. Because you're His child, He has put His word in your mouth for you to speak. You speak what God speaks because you're His child. You know, there's... there's there's certain words. You may say certain words in a certain way, or you may have certain names for certain things just because that's what your parents called them. Uh, another example, a <laughs> personal example. I was probably like, I don't know, 12, 14 years old before I knew a refrigerator was called a refrigerator. Hear me out here. You might think, what? How, how could that even be possible? I always thought that refrigerators were called frigidaires. Frigidaires. Why did I think that? Because that's what my mom calls a refrigerator. Frigidaire is actually an iconic old brand of refrigerators. Now, I've never asked her why she calls refrigerators frigidaires. Maybe that's what the brand they bought and owned when she was young. I don't know. I've never asked her that. I have to. But that's what I, I still to this day, you know, I'm going to, hey, is, I don't know. We got sour cream in a Frigidaire. I still to this day call it a Frigidaire. It actually feels weird to call it a refrigerator. 
Why? Because that's what I heard my mother call it. I heard my mother over and over again, and as I was being formed and fashioned into a young man, being raised and reared by my parents, I was being taught, even when they weren't directly teaching me, I was picking up some uh, Rachel Cruz, Dave Ramsey's daughter, says, more is caught than taught, and it's true. I was just picking things up, hearing things, seeing things. As you develop your relationship with God, you should speak more like He speaks. Day after day, year after year, in, your, in growing in your relationship with God, your words should change and mimic His words. To the point to where you're not even necessarily like quoting verbatim Scripture, but just the nature of your conversation is truthful, scriptural, godly. Speaking of nature and talking about the nature of conversation, you didn't imitate God because you have the same nature as God. You think, what? are That's heavy. Yeah, look at this. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. This is just... Man, this has like been a theme for me this year because it's so sounds so amazing, almost impossible, but it's true and it's miraculous. When you get saved, you get a brand new nature. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You get made brand new from the inside out when you believe on Jesus. Because 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4 tells us this, by which you, you excuse me, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. When you believe on Jesus, you're made a brand new creation and you're given a new nature. Ephesians chapter 2, we actually were looking at this on the TikTok stream, and it's on the, on the personal YouTube channel for replay. When we were dead in sin, we had a nature of wrath, being children of disobedience, being ruled by the prince of the power of the air. But when we got saved and set free, we were made brand new and given a new nature. Imitate God because you have His nature. Imitate God because you know His ways and you walk in His ways. Uh, Psalms 37, verse 24. Man, this is, this is an excellent prayer promise to pray all the time. Psalm thir- Psalms 37, verse 23. Excuse me. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in His way. See, the way you live, the way I live, should be the way God lives. We should live in a manner that resembles the way that God lives. Our ways, the conduct of our life, the general flow and feel of our life should imitate, mimic, copy the life of God. You should imitate God because you have... The same graces, the same graces. John 1, 
Verse 16, and of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace. Verse 17, for the law was given through Moses, John 1, 17, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. When you believed on Jesus and made him Lord, you received the fullness of God and grace for grace. The graces of God are on you and in your life. That's why you can mimic God. That's why you can copy Him. That's why you can live in the same manner that He lives. That's, that, that's why you can imitate Him. His grace is your grace. Wow, that's powerful. Last one I want you to see is Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans 8, verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Notice this. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the Spirit of God dwells in you. That's why you can imitate God, because you have His Spirit. So think about this. You and I, as children of God, not only should imitate God, we have to imitate God. His acts, His works, are our works. His words are our words. His nature is our nature. His ways are our ways. His grace is our grace. And His Spirit is our spirit. This is why it's so normal for us to imitate God. You might think, wow, that's a huge, huge thing to live up to. But notice what I said. His acts, His words, nature, ways, grace, and spirit are in you. They're yours. God didn't command you to imitate Him and, you know, figure it out on your own. God said, imitate, be an imitator of God as dear children. You just, the more you're around the Lord, the more you'll be like Him. <laughs> Again, I know, I understand naturally that sounds too good to be true. It sounds too miraculous. And if you fall into dead religion... Dead religion will tell you, will beat you left and right and make you just the dirtiest worm of the earth. That's not who you are. You're a child of God. You've been set free from sin and made a brand new creation, crowning glory of God Almighty. Because you are not just you anymore, you're alive by faith in Jesus. The old you crucified, dead, and buried with Christ. The new you, alive and seated with Christ. So imitate God. Be like your dad. <laughs> Be like your father in heaven. Be like the holy, almighty, loving, passionate, fearful, awesome God who is our father. Do what he does. Speak what He speaks. Have the nature of God. Partake of it. Follow His path. Walk His walk. Experience His grace because His Spirit's in you.
Hey, I'm so thankful that you've joined me for this wake-up call, wake-up call 44. Wow, we're moving right along. Um, I'm thankful for you, thankful that you've watched, that you've listened. Share this episode with someone that you think would enjoy it, someone that you think would benefit from it. If you're listening to the podcast, you've not left a review, I'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review. Uh, As a podcast channel gets more reviews, it actually pushes it up in the line of podcast in that genre so that more eyes are put on it, more people see it. And my desire is to get the Word of God, the teaching of God, the Bible teaching that we so desperately need in our day and our age out to as many people as possible. And even though it may seem small to you, things simply as liking, sharing, leaving a a review, commenting, uh, texting the link to a friend, that really, really makes a huge difference. It's an exponential, multiplicative, like insane increase in the reach that these episodes get when, you know, a dozen of y'all share in some way, interact in some way. So I'm thankful for all the times that you've done that before. I pray that you would do that with this episode as well. I pray that it blessed you. I know that it did because I did my best to bring to you the truth of God's Word and let the Word of God speak for itself. And I'm going to leave you with this. You're a child of God, so act like your father. I know you will because we are the faithful. God bless. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.